Good morning. Scott Luton here with you on this edition of This Week in Business History. Welcome to today's show. On this program, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, we take a look back at the upcoming week, and then we share some of the most relevant events and milestones from years past. Of course, mostly business-focused, with a little dab of global supply chain, and occasionally, we might just throw in a good story outside of our primary realm. So I invite you to join me on this look back in history to identify some of the most significant leaders, companies, innovations, and perhaps lessons learned in our collective business journey. Now, let's dive in to this week in business history. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Scott Luton, and today we're focusing on Black History Month right here on This Week in Business History. Thanks so much for listening to the show. As we all know, a month certainly doesn't do justice to the endless, remarkable contributions to our collective global history that have been made by African Americans. We must celebrate these historical contributions year-round. Today, we're going to be sharing six things that you didn't know about black history. Thanks again for joining us here on This Week in Business History, powered by our team here at Supply Chain Now. So number one on our list, the origins of Black History Month. It all started with one Carter G. Woodson, the pride of New Canton, Virginia, the son of former slaves Anna Eliza and James Henry Woodson, both of which could not read nor write. However, they had a major impact on Carter Woodson who would later write a key piece of advice that his father shared with him. Quote, learning to accept insult, to compromise on principle, to mislead your fellow man or to betray your people is to lose your soul, end quote. In 1915, Carter G. Woodson and Jesse E. Moreland founded an organization that would later be known as the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. In 1926, the same organization set aside a week to celebrate African-American history and accomplishments. They elected to choose the second week of February because it coincided with the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Over the ensuing decades, the yearly celebration would gather steam until in 1976, when U.S. President Gerald Ford officially recognized Black History Month. It is now celebrated in the U.S. and Canada each February. Amongst others, internationally, it is celebrated in Ireland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom each October. Carter G. Woodson, who started it all, would also become known by many as the father of black history. Number two on the list of six things you didn't know about black history. The first black patent holder. That distinction would go to one Thomas L. Jennings, who advanced the dry cleaning industry by inventing a process called dry scouring. At age 30 in 1821, Jennings would earn his patent. Thomas Jennings would use some of his earliest profits from the patent on legal fees to free his wife and children from slavery and indentured service. Jennings, and particularly his daughter Elizabeth, would go on to be civil rights activists and would have a big part in desegregating New York City streetcars and public facilities. 
Number three on our list has to do with a successful 19th century entrepreneur. Arguably, the first American woman to become a self-made millionaire was Madame C.J. Walker. Born Sarah Breedlove near Delta, Louisiana in 1867, she'd eventually moved to St. Louis and then Denver, Colorado. While in Denver, Walker went about perfecting a hair care treatment for African Americans. It was in the advertising of her products that Sarah Breedlove and her husband Charles would coin her pseudonym, Madam C.J. Walker. As her products became more and more popular, the couple would establish the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company in Indianapolis. Years later, Walker would move to New York and be an integral figure in the Harlem Renaissance. She'd go on to make huge donations to a wide variety of charities and nonprofit initiatives, including the NAACP. The Walker Building in Indianapolis, which was begun by Madam C.J. Walker before her death, is now designated as a National Historic Landmark. Number four on our list of things you didn't know about black history, we talk about the father of African art. Aaron Douglas was born in Topeka, Kansas on May 26, 1899. After earning a degree in fine arts from the University of Nebraska, Charles S. Johnson would recruit Douglas to New York City. He would arrive in Harlem and his art career and journey would blossom. As Nancy Anderson in the National Gallery of Art would put it, quote, Douglas drew upon his study of African art and his understanding of the intersection of Cubism and Art Deco to create a style that soon became the visual signature of the Harlem Renaissance, end quote. From 1940 to 1966, Aaron Douglas would mentor countless art students at Fisk University in Nashville while keeping his apartment in Harlem so he and his wife could remain active in the cultural community there. Amongst his many works of art that earned him his nickname as the father of African art is a piece entitled Let My People Go, now on display at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Number five on our list of six things you didn't know about black history. The genesis of the globally recognized popular toy, the Super Soaker. For 30 years or more, the Super Soaker has been used to win water gun fights around the world. It officially hit toy store shelves in 1990. However, the idea and original concept belongs to Lonnie Johnson, a NASA engineer who came up with the idea at his home in Pasadena while working on the historic Galileo mission. It would take Johnson seven years to find the right production partner to bring his idea, the Super Soaker, to the masses. That partner would eventually be the Philadelphia-based toy company, Laramie, who took it to the market initially as the power drencher. It would be wildly popular from the start. Two million units were sold in the summer of 1991. The Super Soaker would be inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame in 2015 as it had grossed over one billion U.S. dollars and had sold over 250 million units since hitting the market. When not inventing global iconic toys, Lonnie Johnson, who earned the nickname The Professor from his colleagues, would spend time with NASA, the U.S. Air Force, and Hasbro. According to Biography.com, he was quoted in 2017 as saying, quote, when you look at large corporations, the minority representation is only 10% or so, but minorities are 30% of the population, soon to be 40%. We can't maintain technology leadership in the world when we're leaving large segments of our population on the sidelines. We need all hands on deck. That's something I emphasize to people every 
opportunity I get, end quote. Finally, number six on our list of six things you didn't know about black history. We talk about the first African-American woman to lead a Fortune 500 company. Born in a housing project in New York City in 1958, Ursula Burns was raised by her mother, Olga, who taught her tenacity and a dominating work ethic. Olga Burns also taught her children to speak their minds. In a PBS interview, Ursula would say, quote, I learned from my mother that if you have a chance to speak, you should speak. If you have an opinion, you should make it be known, end quote. In 1980, Ursula Burns secured a summer internship at Xerox. 29 years later, she'd become CEO, the first African-American woman to lead a Fortune 500 company. And her eight years as CEO and then chairman of the company were pivotal times for Xerox. The organization would essentially transform from focused on hardware to focusing on software. After her time at Xerox, Ursula Burns would go on to serve on the board for a wide variety of companies, including American Express, Uber, MIT, and the U.S. Olympic Committee. She told Time First in an interview that, quote, I say this to women all the time, particularly women trying to get into STEM. I guarantee you will be the minority in the room, and instead of that being a burden, it should be an opportunity for you to distinguish yourself, end quote. What an exceptional role model for so many. And that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of each of these powerful six individuals, each that made such a tremendous impact in the face of such challenging circumstances. And even better, each of these remarkable individuals have left a powerful legacy that includes inviting others to take the baton and make more change. Will you accept the challenge? How will you leave your mark? There's no time like the present. As Ursula Burns once said, quote, all of us now are pioneers, every one of us, end quote. Well, that just about wraps up this edition of This Week in Business History. Big thanks to you, our listener, for tuning into the show each week. Be sure to check out a wide variety of industry thought leadership at supplychainnow.com, where you're going to find digital transformers. You're going to find Tequila Sunrise, Tech Talk, Digital Supply Chain Podcast, Supply Chain is Boring, and much much more. Friendly reminder, of course, you can find This Week in Business History wherever you get your podcast from. And be sure to tell us what you think. We'd love to earn your review. On behalf of the entire team here at This Week in Business History and Supply Chain Now, this is Scott Luton wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best. Hey, do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time here on This Week in Business History. Thanks, everybody.